0: Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Abba Father, we thank you for safety in you. We thank you, Father, that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We bless your holy name. Today is a great day. Today is an awesome day. Today is a great getting up morning, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The old folks used to sing that song and they used to attribute that to when they died and went to heaven. But there are those of us who realize that God is gonna bring a new Jerusalem on this earth and we're gonna rule and reign with God from here. And the heaven is just (laughs) uh, in between life and life is this pause and right now we who are living in these earth suits hallelujah we are those that stand as intercessors between what is going on in the earth and what God wants to see happen in the lives of humanity That's why we're here. For a long time, it was all about comfort, what you have, what you don't have, all of those things. Father says in his word, if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, everything in this life will be added to us. Why? Because he doesn't want us worrying about the perishable things he wants our heart our mind our emotions focused on our spiritual assignments the world can give you stuff you can broker deals you can come up with economic strategies and there will always be people that have money don't let the enemy fool you Someone's gonna have something somewhere. And if all you want is some stuff, there's a way to get it. But for those of us who have decided, Lord, we wanna see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in the lives of people. It seems like the closer, the more we pray that, the more we see, Hallelujah. Things we didn't even realize were there, but they're they've been there the whole time, but we couldn't see it. Ah, oh, Father God. I was thinking this morning about Abraham. God called him out of the Ur of the Chaldeans. But Abraham's daddy was called first. But he didn't make the journey. Then God said, leave everything, Abraham, come follow me. He still took his daddy with him. And his daddy perished along the way. Then Abraham took his nephew with him. God didn't say nothing. They walked along. All of a sudden, his nephew saw all the blessings that were on Abraham's life because of Abraham's obedience. And it became a contention between the two of them. Because when God leads and guides you, he says in his word, he will provide. But all Lot could see was the prosperity, and he wanted a piece of it. And Abraham, unlike a lot of us, said, you know what? I know my journey is spiritual. So I'm not going to wrestle with you over stuff. What is it that you want, Lot? You take what you want. Take what you want, Lot. You want the best land? You can have it. Why? Because Abraham knew that his God will supply all his needs according to his riches and glory. Christ Jesus had not come in the natural, but the principle has always been there for those that followed the most high God. He will bless us in the city, in the fields, everything we touch. He's a blessing God. But many of us are like either Abraham's daddy who stopped, doesn't finish what God called him to, or we're like Lot, we get caught up in the blessings, take our eyes off the prize, plus Lot wasn't supposed to be there anyway. Sometimes we carry folk with us that God has said, they can't make the journey. They don't have what it takes to make the journey because God does not guarantee us a smooth journey, but he guarantees that he would walk with us. So in the midst of this controversy, Abraham said, Lot, take whatever you want. You know, Lot didn't say, oh, this is Abraham's journey. I'll leave the best for him and I'll just take this leftover. No, just like most folk, when it's all about them, they looked around and they said, Well, I want the best part. Abraham said, Go ahead and take it. Then God spoke to Abraham and clarified, Now that you've gotten rid of the dead weight, Now that you've let go of those things that I told you to let go of, I can bless you now. So let me tell you where we're going, Abraham. I'm going to give you. I'm going to multiply your seed so that it is as plenteous as the grains of sand. Do you realize that that prophecy to Abraham is still being fulfilled as people give their lives to Jesus? We become heirs of Abraham, his promises. Guess what happened to Lot? Lot's greed left him in a place of compromise. Lot ended up in Solomon Gomorrah. What looked like it was going to be a blessing, what greed told him, take this, take that, do this. God said, wait a minute. Let me show you something, Abraham. So, God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. We know the story. But he went to Abraham first. He said, okay, Abraham, this is what I'm getting ready to do. Some of us, God is talking to us. Look, the world is filthy. What are you going to do about it? Because you're my chosen people. And Lot and Abraham begins to intercede for Lot. We must intercede for those we love, whether they're living right or whether they're living wrong, whether they're greedy, whether they stab us in the back. We're their only help, their only hope. Why? Because we are God's Ambassadors. We do the negotiate, kingdom negotiation while we're in this earth suit. God has given us power. It says Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father, and we are seated together with Christ. What does it mean to sit down? It means we have authority. We sit in a place of authority from the heavenly realm. So just like Abraham negotiated for Lot, our intercession negotiates for those that we love, for what we see in Afghanistan, what we see in Louisiana, what we see as natural things begin to happen. And as the earth begins to grow, we stand as intercessors, believing God, we stand in the gap. But I want to warn you today that there are times that we negotiate, doors open, people are set free, but because of stuff in their heart, they're like Lot's wife. They can't give it up. Even if they don't go back to the old stuff, Their heart is still with it. That's why the Bible can, that's why in the New Testament, it talks about people that appear to love the Lord, but their heart is far from it. We can have a heart that still wants sin more than we want God. So yes, my beloved, I'm talking about those around us that we believe for, but we also need to examine our own heart. So as we begin our day, power up morning search, the first thing we're gonna do is just come before Father and say, Father, if there be any wicked way in me, Abba Father, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we worship you, we adore you, Lord. We want to see your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom be manifested in our life, God. If there is anything that would stop the flow of the kingdom being released in us, God, deliver us. Deliver us from any way in which the enemy is tempting us, any way in which we are in agreement with the enemy, any way, Father, that we still have all habits, God, not the ones we want to re- get rid of, not the ones that we're repenting of, not the ones that we hate, but the ones that we love. Oh, we don't tell anybody that we still like it. We don't tell anybody that we still love it. But deep in our heart, God, we've not let it go. And sometimes, Father, we even lie to ourselves. So, Father, we ask you this morning, examine our heart. See if there be any wicked way in us. We want to see your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in these earthen vessels, in our children, in our children's children, in the church, and in our collective assemblies, God. In our homes, in our community, we want to see your kingdom made manifest. We want to see the glory of the Lord to be risen upon all saints. We want to see Hallelujah. We anticipate, we desire a great revival, a great move of the Holy Ghost as we yield ourselves to you, God. So forgive us this day, Father, for any way that there's any wicked thing in any of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help us to discern your word, to truly understand your heart and your mind, your love toward humanity, your desire to save and set free those that are broken and bruised. And apart from you, Father, there is no wholeness. Father God, don't let the devil trick us. Sometimes we think one thing, but the truth is we don't know the whole story. Only you know the whole story. So Father God, we give you those things that break our hearts. Father God, we give you, we give you Father God the surgeries that we don't understand. Hmm. We give you the situations, Father, that we can't seem to control. Because if we did, we would it would look completely different. So we give them to you, God. We trust you with their care. We trust you with the circumstances. We trust you with our loved ones. You can do what we cannot humanly possibly do. So we cast all our cares on you, Father. You care for us. You care for everything that concerns us. Father, we don't want to be like Lot's wife. We don't want to look back. What we thought was good, it wasn't good at all. Why? Because you're a present help, you're the God of now. That marriage, even if it failed or that relationship that we thought was going to be marriage, but turned out not to be. Friendships, relationships. We keep looking back and getting stuck. Thank you, daddy, for your word. Thank you that I live in a nation. We live in a nation. And I'm assuming everybody on this line lives in the United States, although I'm not sure. Hallelujah, because I can't see all the number. But anyway, Father. We live in a country where we can read your word, where we have access to the full counsel of your word, that we still can meet together. We still can ask questions. We still can say, Google, (laughs) what is such and such? And Google will have to go to scripture pull out scripture, search the internet, and give us what thought leaders concerning certain things are saying. Not that we can believe everything Google pulls up, not that we can believe every article, every YouTube, but we can still access the word of God. We have all kind of free software to compare scripture. Thank you, Father. But, Father, I know to whom much is given, much is required. We will be without excuse. So, Father God, we realize that we are significant in the kingdom. We have access to truth, Father. Father God, I thank you that we are intercessors. We stand in the gap for those who do not have access to the full counsel of the word and may not even be free to meet. So Father God, we lift up those all over the world, in Afghanistan, in nations where they're not free to assemble, they don't have access to the word. We pray for the deliverance of our sisters and our brothers all over the world. We realize some of them are in better spiritual state than we are because all they have is you. Father God, continue to give them hope and those that die in you, strengthen them, strengthen their families and let their witness not be in vain. Even that soldier that has to pull the trigger, bring conviction to his heart. Father God, we ask, Lord, that the pastors, the teachers, the leaders would stay encouraged, God, even until the end. And prepare your people in this nation to stand firm in what they believe. We can be so lukewarm because we are so blessed. Father, let us not allow the blessings to cause us to turn our eyes toward them. And off of our upward call to serve you with our lives. Oh, but a greater glory in the midst of all of this temptation. Social media, perverted television, perverted music, signs all over the place, access to abundance, even our poor is richer than 95% of the world. Even those living under the poverty level in this nation is richer than 95% of the world. Yet Father, There is such a temptation to want bigger, better, more. We turn our attention toward you, God. We thank you for the bigger, the better, the more that we have. The houses we live in, the cars we drive, the clothes we have on our back how many dresses is necessary, or tennis shoes. But we're grateful, Daddy. But because you, (laughs) because you have paid us well, because you have kept us as the apple of your eye, we owe you everything. So we gather together on this line to glorify you, God, to ask you, how can we serve you today, Father? How can we bring glory and honor to your kingdom today, Father? To whom much is given, much is required. Father, forgive us for murmuring, complaining, backbiting, gossiping. Some people work from sunup to sundown and still don't have enough. Barely have enough to feed their children. Don't have clean water to drink. Still have to find wood and coal to start fires. Still in huts, in villages. Father, we thank you for the blessing of living in this country. And Father God, we lift this country up to you And we ask that you would be Lord over the United States of America, beginning with the one serving in the White House, beginning with our president. We don't care whether he's red or blue. We want the kingdom of God to be made manifest in this nation. We want the leaders, those that are in position to be convicted of sin, to realize that there is truth. There is absolute truth. And it is the word of God, the uncompromising word of God. You have not changed your mind from Genesis to Revelation. And even though theologians try to twist your words, the truth of the matter is plain and simple. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are alpha and omega and sin is sin. Just because we legislate a law doesn't change it. So Father God, bring conviction throughout this nation. Hallelujah. There are people that have made blood covenants with Satan, Father God, ha, burn up the contracts. There are those that are in fear because of what they've said and what they've done and the enemy says there's no way to turn around father god you are a turn around god burn it up just like you did in nineveh when jonah preached the truth nineveh changed when we live and preach the truth of who you are People around us have a choice. So I thank you, Father, all over this nation. Bushels are coming off of the heads of people, and the light of God is shining. Is shining in our nation. Is shining in the halls of the White House. Is shining throughout Washington D.C. and the surrounding areas. Is shining in our government. Is shining in Indiana. Is shining in Indianapolis. Is shining wherever. I see some different um, phone numbers. It's shining in your nation. Why? Because if there is a remnant that's serving God, God is preserving that city, that nation. Hallelujah. And we call everything into alignment. We don't see it as we want to be like Mike. We want to be like this and be like that and all this other stuff. We want to see the kingdom of God advanced. Hallelujah. We want to see our young people delivered and set free on fire with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Baptize our babies, even those, any of them that can even talk. uh, Baptize them with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I see it. Father, let the spirit of prophecy begin to move through our congregations and our children and our children's children will begin to prophesy according to the word of god hallelujah you promise it daddy we shall see it hallelujah bring conviction to those young folk that think that they (laughs) they think that have a rainbow over their head hallelujah that have a grid in their mouth that look like a rainbow that have rainbows around their ankles that are wearing polaroid shirts as if nobody understands what that all means hallelujah bring conviction to them and bring conviction to their network of friends hallelujah begin to move through our high schools our grade schools father god let our children see the foolishness and be repulsed by it hallelujah we ask for convictions for educators father They're being put in positions of compromise. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for the man who's gone to the Supreme Court because he refuses to change the way he addresses the children. Hallelujah. Father, all over this nation, let educators begin to rise up and say no. In our judicial system, no. We will not compromise the truth that we know. Perhaps, Sodom and Gomorrah could not be saved because there were not enough people that believed in the true and the living God, perhaps God. We are part of a revolution of people that know their God and will do great exploits. Thank you for those on the line, God. Thank you, Father God, that they love you. Thank you, Father God, that they will know you. Thank you, Father God, that they will do great exploits. Thank you, Father God, that they're awake unto righteousness. Thank you, Father God, that they hold your truth. And so nothing but the truth. Thank you, Father God, that in you they live, move, and have their being. And because of that, Daddy, I thank you that every need on this line is met body soul and spirit healing deliverance peace of mind prosperity god maybe a bill was due hallelujah there's no good thing that you would withhold from them that walk up rightly before you father so we thank you father god debt paid supernatural We thank you, Lord Jesus, to bless them, bless their children, their children's children, their auntie, Nim, their cousins, their grandmama, their mama, their daddies, everything that concerns them. Because you showed us through Abraham, you understood. Even though Abraham made mistakes, you understood his heart. And when he cried out to you, you answered him. You saved Lot. Hallelujah. Not because Lot was righteous, because Abraham was a covenant-keeping man. And you are a covenant-keeping God. Oh, I'm sorry, Father. Lot was saved. You had a covenant with Abraham. But he was saved because you are a covenant-keeping God, even when we miss the mark. So thank you, Daddy, for everyone on this line. Bless them and keep them. May the grace of God be their portion today. In Jesus' name, amen. Love and peace until tomorrow. God bless.